Portland Pilots are the 2016 West Coast Conference champions. Welcome back to the Portside Pod. We are no longer going with the Portland Pilots podcast. We uh, had a long process. We did some retreats uh, up in Forest Park to come up with a name. Did we? Didn't we just? Didn't we just figure it out? Yeah, it was just up in the office, but I was yeah. trying to make it sound cooler. Uh, so thanks, dude. Uh, no problem. I'm Chris Clements. I'm here with Ray Bradley. He's filling in for Henry Cheney this week. Thank you, and Chris. Today. We have the new women's cross-country and track and field assistant coach, Emma Abrahamson. Emma, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for inviting me on the pod. Yeah, no, no problem. We love to have you here. Um, so we're just going to basically kind of just get a little behind-the-scenes background info on you, um, kind of see how you like it. How do you like it in Portland so far? I love Portland. Um, it's definitely different than... I was living in California for a year, so it's definitely different. I mean, the weather is uh, very rainy here, but this school is awesome. I mean, I love the environment, and the team has been great so far. Yeah, you guys were just up in uh, Wisconsin last week. Um, how'd that go? It was awesome, yeah. I think um, it was a lot of the girls' first really big meet. So there was, like a, I think, 250 girls racing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think it was just... Um, kind of a learning experience for a lot of them and I'm excited to see how the season goes and you know see what they took away from that meet yeah so you uh you ran at Vanderbilt first correct yeah I ran at Vanderbilt for one semester and you just didn't like it or um it just wasn't my scene I guess I mean I I grew up in San Diego and then (laughs) Vanderbilt's in Nashville and it's like a very preppy school um I I mean I thought the school was great and it's definitely like great for certain people but i think for really what i wanted it just wasn't for me mm-hmm. and then you you ended up transferring to the university of oregon correct? yeah yeah um how'd that end up happening it all happened so fast because when i went to vanderbilt like within the first two months i was like i don't think this is the right place for me so i was i had no idea what the transfer process was like i don't know anyone that's tra- transferred so i kind of was just like looking up stuff online and then kind of got an idea of like where I wanted to look and had to like go through the entire process, which was really, really stressful. It was probably yeah. one of the most stressful times of my life, to be honest, especially because my coaches at Vanderbilt didn't really know it was coming. But oh, then, yeah. One semester in. <laughs> yeah, one semester in. Like I showed no signs of like being unhappy. But one um, day the locker room was just empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't that dramatic, thankfully. But um, yeah, then like the transfer happened super quick. I thought I was going to have to wait until the end of my freshman year. But the Oregon coach was like, oh, you should just come the winter. And, I was, and this was like two weeks from now. Winter oh, was goodness. starting. I was like, um, OK. So then it all happened super fast. And then before you know it, I was packed up and moved to Eugene. <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually... So I transferred from UC Santa Barbara to here. So I've been through the transfer process and it's, it's weird. It's, it's kind of cool. Like you get to go through the whole like recruiting again, which is always fun. But then it's like, you got to tell people, no, you got to like, be like, I'm not coming there. And after they spend a bunch of time, like yeah. investing in you and it's, mm-hmm. it's weird, but uh, yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, 
I've never, <laughs> I think it's kind of crazy you transferred after one semester. That's, <laughs> that's quick. I'm so glad I did, though, because it was definitely the right decision. Like, I had a very good gut instinct yeah. that it wasn't for me, and I'm glad I didn't wait any longer. Yeah, so uh, at Oregon, um, you went to regionals a couple times, right? Mm -hmm. And then you guys won a, the women's track and field one um, the national championship? Yeah, so one of the years, it was 2016-2017, the our team won cross-country NCAAs and then indoor and outdoor NCAAs. Wow. They oh called it gosh. the Triple Crown. That's awesome. What's that like? I know that's uh, obviously people win it every year, but it, like in terms of like the actual like percentage of people that win a national championship, it's it's pretty small. So Yeah, I think, I mean, the 2016 cross-country national championship that we won was the most unexpected thing that has happened to I think anyone on that team and even my coach I mean we were not performing well at all really that cross-country season like we had a good roster on paper but no one was really like putting together a good performance when it came to race day hmm. and um, we were ranked 12th going into NCAAs at one point in the season I didn't even think we were going to make it to nationals like my parents texted me they're like oh, yeah you better think about maybe qualifying individually <laughs> which is just funny to look back at and then it just like all came together on race day, like especially some of the um, our top five just had like really really good days, and we kind of just like took, I don't know, people. There was one team, Colorado, was expected to win. Our coach the day before literally said, Colorado is going to win tomorrow. <laughs> oh my like gosh. yeah, we were having like a team meeting. She said Colorado is going to win, and we were all like, yeah, like it was just accepted because they were so good and they had won everything. But then I remember being in the race. And their top girl was like, I was like number seven, which is the the last runner. And I knew I was like number seven. I mean, they were, the girls were like close to me, but um, Colorado's number one girl was like coming back to me Ooh. in the middle of the race. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> what's going is, on here? Yeah, I was like, I don't know what's happening there, but uh, I think we're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't know, especially like uh, some of the girls really, really stepped it up that day and outperformed whatever they had done that season. And... Yeah, we, we didn't even know how we did when we crossed the line, but we just knew we didn't do bad because every other race we finished, we're like, eh, that was not good. <laughs> so my coach was, like, really proud of us because we didn't, uh, yeah, do bad that day. And then <laughs> we ended awesome. up, like, figuring out an hour later, one of our uh, teammates, like, fiancés at the time runs in and was like, uh, you guys won. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, and it was it was a great day. But it was unreal because we just did not expect it at all. <laughs> and just, like, looking at, back at other teams, um, I think the Oregon team won in 2014. Just, like, looking at that team and comparing it to the girls on our team, they're just, like, two very completely different teams. Like, I think the one in 2014 was a bit more intense than us because we just, like, kind of goofed off a lot. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we both won NCAAs, so I guess <laughs> you could do it either way. Yeah. So, uh, Tracktown USA lives up to the hype then? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's crazy the amount of, like, support there is in Eugene for track. Yeah. Are they uh, – is the new facilities now, or are they doing that um, – soon i think aren't they doing more new facilities for that yeah yeah yeah. there's a they're they completely demolished the old hayward field and now there's a new one being built right now and if you go look in eugene like the stand it's just massive it's gonna be completely world-class stadium really sticks out on the campus <laughs> yeah so um i know it's pretty cool to, to just kind of win a national championship um especially when you guys are kind of seems like you were ready not to not win it, it. Yeah. <laughs> we were not expecting it at all <laughs> yeah so um you finished your career running and did you 
you actually are kind of YouTube, YouTube famous, YouTube sensation. I wouldn't say YouTube famous, but I mean, more than us. I, I would. <laughs> I got about 400 followers on Instagram, so I'm doing pretty good. Um, did you start doing that like before um, you finished school? You were doing that while you were running at Oregon. Yeah, so I started going the summer going into my senior year, and I started because I was really bored one day. And I've always been someone that like watches YouTube. And I feel like there's, like, two different types of people in this world, people that, like, watch YouTube or people that don't even <laughs> really ever go on YouTube. And I was one of the people, like, an active YouTube viewer, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a YouTube video today. And then I just made a YouTube video and then was bored that summer, so I just, like, kept making them, and it kind of, like, just kept catching on. Like, there was never, like, a huge growth or anything. It was just kind of has been steadily, yeah, I guess, increasing. Did you have to, like, market that, or did you kind of just make the videos and they... They just started going a little bit uh, up in views or... Yeah, so me being an active YouTube watcher, um, I kind of know how it works. Like, my first video is like, day in the life of a D1 runner. And like, that's... I know that's like automatically going to get... That's bread and butter. Quite a few views because people just want to know. Like, I don't know. I just kind of know like the clickbait stuff. Yeah. And I kind of like play... I mean, Oregon was a pretty like secretive team. I mean, they still are. So I think like... I don't know, like using the Oregon name, like people will want to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I know I feel like I made like some trick shot videos when I was little, like making like baskets of hoops and like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, I got like 150 views. Let's go. I'm going to make money off this or something. So yeah, do you, uh, you're able to, I don't know how it works in YouTube, but there's like a certain threshold where you're allowed to like get paid by YouTube or something or. Yeah. So I think it's only like a thousand subscribers and a certain amount of like watch time. So like you have to make a certain amount of videos so enough people watch it. Um, and then you can like apply for monetization. But when I was in school, I couldn't do any of that because the NCAA rules. So yeah, for, and then it took a while for after I graduated to actually get monetized. It took a couple months. So I didn't start really making money until after I graduated, which at that point, I already had like I don't know twenty thousand subscribers. So right, yeah. But that was that was nice when I started getting <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a paycheck. One day you're getting paid. Yeah, I, I was like sweet. Yeah, there's a <laughs> I want to say there was a guy a couple years ago who played college football. Oh um, yeah, I know who he, you're talking about. I don't remember where he was, um, but he had like such good videos that like he wanted to get paid for it. Um, and then the NCAA just said you'll be ineligible unless you. Um, Unless you stop making the videos for money, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. It happened to uh, a few different people. There was was another running YouTuber that was kind of doing the same thing. But, and I kind of got thrown into that. Like, people would always comment on my videos like, you're going to be NCAA ineligible because you make YouTube videos. I'm like, that's not how it works. (laughs) People didn't read the full story. If you make money off of your name, then yes, but... Yeah. I was fine. I wasn't doing anything <laughs> wrong. I, I was like, in, I don't know, Oregon Compliance Athlete of the Week one time because I like <laughs> asked a question. I was like, yeah, woo, being compliant, <laughs> love that. Yeah, no, there's so many rules that you got to go around. There. Yeah, it's crazy. At what at what point did you kind of realize that making those videos and stuff is something you might want to explore more? Um, I think like especially my senior year of cross country, like I just had a good time filming them. Yeah. And to be honest, like I feel like my love for the sport was kind of like diminishing, but like having the YouTube channel and like having people, I don't know, like join in on the experience. Yeah. Kind of like motivated me, I guess, Mm -hmm. to do, I don't know, to like be excited about running again. So yeah, kind of like senior year cross country, I would say I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. So then, like, ever since that, I mean, I've had times where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but yeah, 
I mean, I think it's really fun and people like to watch. Yeah, one of the biggest things I've noticed, even from some of your more recent videos, is just kind of the access you get to the teams and like just the ability for people to watch and get a more of a sense for the dynamics and the people on the team is just really cool through your videos. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of friends on a lot of different teams, so it mm -hmm. makes it easy to get access to the running world. Yeah. And it's just been fun to like do random workouts with my friends and like have people see different insights into like different athletes, mm -hmm. which I don't know, I really want to help grow, <clears throat> grow the sport too. So yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's why I keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think one of the videos we, I know I watched and you probably did the, the one about the Dellinger uh, invite. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. is kind of cool. Um, for people who don't know, you actually ran in the Dellinger. Oh yeah. It's one yeah. of your earlier videos. Yeah. 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 So. How, what was that like, kind of just going back um, after running in it? How many times did you run in it? Um, I ran in it three times. Yeah, so, so Dellinger okay. was always a meet where we were, you know, not our fittest. Um, so <laughs> on the, yeah, on our team, we would be like, oh, it's, it's Dellinger. It's yeah, Dellinger weekend. This will get you ready. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, though, like ripping the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, good to see old teammates. And I did have, like, a little bit of nostalgia because I love that course, too. It's, like, nice and flat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I had a little bit of nostalgia. But it was fun to, like, see, I don't know, everyone race and, like, be on a new team and kind of – I don't know, get their perspective on Dellinger because yeah. obviously I have like a really biased one. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. How yeah. is it different as a coach? Oh, it's it's so different. Right. I mean, like I still feel like an, I'm an athlete sometimes. I mean, I'm I'm not that far removed. Yeah. So and like some, I think a couple of girls in the team are older than me. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just like weird. I don't. I'm like still getting used to like the coach athlete dynamic yeah. because in my mind, I like sometimes I'm like. Yeah, I'm still an athlete. Like, you know, I was just here racing Dellinger. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I like I really like to help people like achieve their goals. And I've always been that way, even when I was in college, like helping my teammates. So I don't know. It's awesome just to get a new group of girls and see what they want to do in their running career and see what I can do to help them achieve it. Yeah. So um, how did you end up getting at UP coaching? Uh um, I think it like low. It all kind of ties back to my YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> of I w yeah, I will say the YouTube channel has done amazing things for my career. Like yeah. just the opportunities that have opened up from it. But um, I think one of the men on the team, I saw them when they were running at Forest Park, and then he talked to Jack, the other assistant coach, mm -hmm. and was like, "Oh, that's Emma. She just moved here. Whatever." And then Jack told Ian who's the head coach mm -hmm. and th I think they were looking for a new assistant and then Ian reached out to me. Oh, so it was like all we, yeah. So <laughs> wait, so you actually moved here before you became, yeah. Okay. I thought you moved here because you became a no. coach here. So why did you end up moving here? Um, my lease was ending in San Diego and, and there like wasn't really much for me to do there anymore. And I just knew a lot of people out here and the opportunities, especially for running and just like athletics are a lot better out here. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you also, I know a lot of the things that kind of we've read, read up on you about um, nutrition was a, a huge thing for you. Um, you have a Instagram, mm -hmm. one crazed foodie, correct? One crazed foodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did, was that something that you um, kind of were already making those foods before you were throwing them on Instagram? Um, and then you're like one day like, okay, I got, maybe I could put these on Instagram or did, was that something that you started to like kind of up your game in the the food once you were like started an Instagram for it so I started my Instagram my junior year I don't know why I started it to be <laughs> honest I have no idea like my first pictures were terrible um, I've always had a passion for social media though and just like sharing 
things, but I don't, I don't know why I started it. <laughs> I can't remember why one day I was like, I'm going to do this. But I was just like kind of posting here and there my junior year. And then I remember like going into my senior year, the same time I like started my YouTube channel, I wrote down in my notes, I think I still have it. I'm like, my goal is for this summer is to like grow my food Instagram. <laughs> so then one day, like it was like in June, like the day after the school ended, I was like, I'm going to post every day. So then I just started like challenging myself to post every single day because I know like, I don't know. I don't know how I learned, but like I kind of knew how to grow an Instagram account. So I was just like trying different things and I knew posting every day like works. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it kind of like helped me, I don't know, keep, not keep track, but like it helped me add something to my schedule for the day because I was really bored that summer. <laughs> so it like, I don't know. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like saw it as work. So, I mean, it was like fun work obviously. And I love like uh, making food and sharing recipes with people. So that's kind of how it started. And then I've just tried to post every day since. Yeah. Is that something that you're able to like kind of communicate to the younger athletes here? Just like how important nutrition is just yeah. through your Instagram and yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I know a, a few other runners that have food Instagrams, but like the food Instagram world is like, it's weird because <laughs> when I was like started posting, I was like, these people eat nothing. And mm -hmm. I think even when I was in college, I've always felt like I was eating way more than everyone else, whether that be like people on my team or like just my other friends that weren't athletes. And I always felt like weird for that. Like, I was like, why am I eating so much? But everyone else like, I don't know, eats, I don't know, just doesn't eat as much as I do. And then I think by like posting on Instagram, people saw that it's like, okay to not eat like two Brussels sprouts and a <laughs> piece of chicken for dinner. Gotta spice it up. Yeah. Like spice it up or like, I don't know, like fill your plate, like with good food. <laughs> Um, so I know like that's, a, that's like one of the biggest messages I've received is like, yeah, like you've really helped me see that I can eat more than what people no normally post on Instagram. Yeah, I know. I think that was something that was kind of hard for me, um, as an athlete, like I knew nutrition and dieting was, uh, really important, but I like, I thought all that food tasted so bad. Like I was like, I just want a burger. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, do you, would you say that you were able to like kind of still eat like guilty like pleasures oh, yeah. while being healthy about it yeah there's definitely i i firmly believe that you can eat healthy and have it all taste good i'm like the type of person i hate to eat a meal and be like this is gross <laughs> i like get angry if it's gross like i want to enjoy every single meal of mine so it's all about like trial and error too like there i mean i just don't like kale and kale is <laughs> like a big thing in the health world i'm like i will never like kale that's completely fair yeah so, <laughs> so you just have to like find what you like i mean yeah, just, like, there's desserts that you can make that are healthy. Um, but, like, every once in a while, you know, everyone is human. I like to go eat, like, a burger and a milkshake. So <laughs> it's just all about balance and finding what you like and what's healthy and what makes you feel good. That's, like, the biggest thing, I think, is, like, really finding what makes you feel good. Because everyone, I think everyone eats, like, should eat a certain diet, whatever works best for them. And that's not one certain diet for every single person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know Portland is just such a food town too. Have you had oh, yeah. time to experiment with that or put that in some of your Instagram? Maybe? Honestly, not really. No? I need to like go around more because I know there's so many restaurants have gotten so many recommendations. Oh, um, yeah. and coffee too. Food oh, trucks, yeah. food trucks, yeah. and coffee. I've been to a few food trucks and a few coffee places, but I really need to explore more. Like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to eat my way through Portland. Like, it's, there's <laughs> no. just too many restaurants. <laughs> it's not possible. But I mean, what I've had so far is really good. But I'm also really not picky, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've been here for about a year and a half, and I've, I feel like I get stuck going to the same place every time. Yeah, like, because, I, again, I want, 
every meal of mine to be good. So. Yeah. <laughs> Once you find the good Mexican spot, like it's hard to go. To yeah, experiment. exactly. I don't want to take. The, I don't want to take the risk. No, it's, it's too risky. <laughs> no, I know this is good. I'm. I'm gonna go that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So something. Something else that we were. Um, I kind of want to transition to is. You were a middle distance runner, correct? Yeah. Like 15. Yep. And 15 cross country. And then you recently ran a marathon in Chicago. I did. Last week, oh boy. Yeah. weeks ago. Um, what was that like? What was preparing for that? It was a lot different than anything I've ever done in my life. Even the race itself, I was like, this is just so different. I mean, even in cross country, like the longest race I ran, four miles, like I would be going hard from the gun. Like the gun would go off. I'd feel like I was sprinting for four miles. Mm -hmm. But the marathon was different because when I was actually racing, like I had to start off so slow so that I made sure I didn't die in the end. Like I was running with this one girl for the first 10 miles who I knew was going to run 330, which is eight minute pace. And she like kept holding me back because I wanted to go faster because I felt good. And I was like, I feel fine. But she's like, no, I'm keep like, yeah. you gotta <laughs> stay back here. And I'm so glad that she did that because I think I would have died. And like, so I just kind of, I started off really slow and then I just, I negative splitted the second half. So I went faster the second half and ended up like breaking 330, which I'm, I like, I think that was all because of her, because I think if I went out too hard, I would have died. <laughs> and it was just so weird, like feeling like it was so easy for the first 10 miles. But then the end, like, it yeah. was really hard. So. Knowing you have to keep that in the tank and you can't use yeah, it early. Yeah, exactly. And I just never have done anything like that before. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it was just like a lot of long training. It really took a lot of time out of the day, which I think I kind of underestimated. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll run a marathon. <laughs> sure, well, I'll Casual. do it. Yeah, I'll be fine. And I mean, it was fine, but um, yeah, it just like took a lot of time out of the day. It's like, whoa, three hour run? Yeah, that, I've never done YouTube that. YouTube videos and your, yeah, and your gosh. Instagram. <laughs> it became a job. I, like, I really have a strong, like, I don't know. I really admire people that have full-time jobs and run marathons, especially like, at the elite yeah. level. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, just the practice. Like you're saying, it's like three like, hours. Out three hours. Like, yeah, what? yeah, three hours. And then that doesn't even include like warm-up and you know stretching and yeah. recovery stuff. My goodness. But yeah, it was a really good experience. I'm really glad I did it. And now I can say I'm a marathoner whenever people ask. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you run? You run a marathon? I'm like... No, longest run was 11 miles, so. <laughs> but now I can say yes, wow. I'm a marathoner. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, actually. The last time we uh, did a podcast, we had Coach Ferrati on, and he was training for a marathon yeah. as well. Okay. We're two for two. Yeah. So what did he say about it? He said, he told me that his legs were burning. Uh, his <laughs> legs were burning. But that he absolutely crushed it. So he's a yeah. really big energy guy. Um, okay. Yeah, so he's just kind of a guy who just, like, I don't think he could stop no matter what. He needed to go run a marathon on no, the like, side. Like he's he got so energy. much energy. He needed to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we always have battles between who drinks more caffeine, uh, me and him. But yeah, oh, so God. he was probably fueled off of a ton of caffeine for that. But that's what you need. Yeah, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of the runners on your team and some of the baseball guys were out there supporting him, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. Like, you need that. You need that to support. You know, when you hit mile 20, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like six miles ago, you already ran 20, but it's as hard as six miles ever. Yeah, but was, was it tough for you? Because, so it was in Chicago. Did you have people out there with you? Um, Yeah, so I went with like a group of media people. So I kind of like already had 
people I knew and then I knew some people that were running and then one of my old college roommates and teammates were was there so I got to hang out with her all weekend she was there supporting too so it was nice because I knew a bunch of people that were there I wasn't just like going on my own so (laughs) that was really nice and I needed that so yeah like you said even the girl who was pacing you like really helped a lot yeah definitely and like she's someone I've only talked to a couple times but yeah I just knew what her goal was and she was like yeah come with me she was like my little Sherpa you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, I I needed that yeah deer in the headlights I was like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) yeah soon enough you'll be breaking that uh that record that just got set oh yeah ago. you know it's catching oh me 158 <laughs> yeah. new challenge the whole troop of out. people surrounding you yeah yeah the little v formation yeah yeah because that guy had a what pacers it was all basically for him right oh yeah it was yeah. all for him he was the only one racing he had i think it was 46 pacers that's unbelievable so, yeah i guess just kind of looking even though you said like you're still kind of getting into the coaching mentality are there some things that you look back on your career and see differently now with a kind of different view Definitely. And just like getting a new perspective from, I mean, now I've had like three different teams I've gotten to work with. Um, Just kind of like seeing different perspectives. Like I think what I wish I would have done differently back when I was in college running is like put less pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it was just the situation that I I was in. Obviously, like the pressure is high at a school like that. But um, I think it kind of like, I don't know, I think I would have had more fun if I was just like, okay, this is like, supposed to be fun not as stressful as you're making it right now so i don't know what like the solution is for that like less pressure on yourself but i think just yeah like having more fun with it but other than that like i don't have any regrets or anything Mm -hmm. in terms of like races or training yeah just kind of like overall having a better time (laughs) yeah it seems like from a coaching perspective you can kind of enforce that positive mentality and that kind of thing well even like working with portland um for the time i have like they have a lot of fun and the girls are all so nice and they're all so positive and i want to get to a point where i can work out with them because i'm like this looks like a fun time (laughs) every time i watch them work out i'm like wow i want to be out there i don't think i've ever wished that ever so Like, they're doing mile repeats or, like, a tempo run. I'm like, yeah, I want that to be me. I've never <laughs> said that in my life. But, yeah, they just have, like, great attitudes. And, yeah, it's just been awesome working with them so far. So Awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of cool that you can kind of bring in the, the YouTube side of it, like the vlogging, um, and then also, like, the making eating healthy stuff fun yeah yeah like yeah i mean so you guys can kind of just feed off of each other yeah Um, exactly that's what i'm all about is like i just want to i mean running should be fun and like once you get to a division one sport like a lot of pressure can be put on you whether it be from like i don't know external sources or just yourself and i just want to like make an impact by like saying that like this is supposed to be fun i mean this is such a short time in your life like four years that you're or four or five years like that you're playing a sport here and you're going to graduate and you're going to look back and you're going to, you know, and like look back at like the fun times that you had, not the ones yeah. where you're like really stressing yourself out over performance. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Or like dwelling on a bad performance. There's like really no point in that because that doesn't help anything. No. So are you a, uh, this is a little bit different, but are you an NFL fan? No. No. I'm okay. not really a sports no. person. Okay. Well, no, no the only The only sport I follow is running. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Very small sport, but <laughs> yeah. So we'll I'll explain it a little bit. Um, basically, before the NFL draft, they do like pre-draft interviews um, where they just ask ridiculous questions okay. to the the prospects. And we did it with Coach Ferrati, and we kind of want to do it again with you. Okay. Um, so basically, we're just going to ask you some simple questions, and depending on those answers, we'll we'll be assigning a draft value as well. So we'll see how you do. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. You ready? 
Oh yeah. I and these are real questions, right? Yes. Some of them are real. Some of them we created. Um, but they're just as but, ridiculous. Yes. Okay. So this one is a real one. What kind of fish are you? Um, gosh, I don't even know many fish. That's I the guess... toughest part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, I feel like I'm a goldfish. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Just like, like always it. like floating and happy, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about the fish or the snack. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, either snack. one, I snack guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, probably the, the fish. Okay. Um, your life expectancy isn't very long, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you wear socks with your sandals? Yeah. You do. But I don't really wear like sandals. I wear slides because okay. I'm an athlete, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You can't. laughs> so but, so yeah, I always guilty sure. of both. Yeah. We've got the crew cut socks and the slides. <laughs> All right. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Definitely dog. Okay. I've never owned a cat and never will probably. Very good. I thought it I like was, that. are you a dog or are you a cat? Is it? it oh, yeah. yes, that is correct. Right? Okay, I'm definitely, a dog? A, I'm definitely a dog. Okay, so it's yeah, probably the same answer, but we got to get that straight. Nope, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was probably better. Um, <laughs> do you have the eye of the tiger? Um, is this just a yes or no question? Could be. Whatever you want. Um, I would say a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm trying to get a better eye of the tiger, but it's like a tiger with an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ti yeah, yeah. Tiger with an eye patch nice. for sure right now. All right, we got two more. Um, have you ever owned a pair of Crocs? No, but I'm kind of thinking about getting a pair. Oh my gosh! What like, color? I don't, I don't know. One of like the pattern purple. ones. Maybe purple. Like oh camo. yeah, I guess it could be purple. <laughs> purple would be. Good. I don't know why. Originally, I said purple. you were like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, purple. Why would I get purple? It's well, because I said pattern. And I've always been thinking pattern. I didn't even know they had purple ones, but then that. Like a purple paisley. <laughs> purple paisley. That sounds kind of cute. Yeah. Or you yeah, just get camo so nobody can see them. Yeah, that's true. Could be. Could yeah. you run a marathon in Crocs? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could. I think it would hurt really bad, <laughs> but I think I could if my life depended on it. Yeah, you'd have to go socks and sandals for that one. Yeah, well, I definitely I want to do like Crocs and um, Crocs and socks. Yeah. Oh, is there something there? I don't know. People have like sent me pictures of their socks and Crocs, and I'm like, oh, I kind of want those. I like the rhyme, if nothing else. Yeah. Crocs and socks. I'm gonna make it a thing. <laughs> I just decided Next I'm YouTube buying Crocs video. on the way home. <laughs> Crocs and socks. Crocs yeah. and socks. <laughs> All right, last one. How many different things can you use, use a paperclip for? Um, whoa, like personally, or just <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer, too. These, are just, the answer these are just three? actual questions that is that so crazy. They asked this hurts prospects. my brain. Do I have to name them? No, no, just give me a number. I would say I would use three. Okay, that's not very many. I don't even know what more ways you could use it. Other than a paper. Yeah, I mean, if you're throwing at someone, that's one. Oh, oh, add four. four. There we go. Okay. That's another one. There we go. <laughs> nice. All right. So, with that uh, in mind, what do you what are you giving Frey? What are you giving her? I'm um, um, round. I'm feeling like early second round, maybe. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. Good prospect. Not not blue chip. You know? No. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, hasn't actually done the marathon with the Crocs yet. Yes. That's true. But. Yeah. No, I'm going. Just about there. Yeah, I'm going late, late first round, early okay. second. There's always room for improvement, you know. Oh yeah, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, yeah, you're still young. You got a chance to exactly. Skyrocket yeah, up those the world boards. is my oyster, you yeah, know. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, do you got anything else, Ray? I do, not. Okay. I do not. Actually, I do. I do. Oh, I like you do. Okay. I do. Well, you got me thinking about socks now. <laughs> um, have you seen 
the Rob Connor apparently has a player pair of Slayer socks. No, I have not. You might have to check those out. Gosh, I'm gonna ask him about those. Yeah. That's a conversation starter. Okay. <laughs> Sounds sure. good. Next time I don't I see even know him. what that is. <laughs> ah, I'm not really sure either. I think you're <laughs> I think right, but I'm going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Do you have Slayer socks? Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be so confused. Maybe we'll get him on here and only talk about Slayer socks. I think that that's the next move. Yeah, we won't even talk about the team. Because we can only get people who've run marathons now. We've kind of pigeonholed ourselves oh, into that. I know. True. So that's, that's true. going to really oh, be no. tough. Our baseball coaches are in trouble. We <laughs> <laughs> have to get them practicing. That's, yeah, they have to go run a marathon before they do it. Yeah, yeah. it's prerequisite. Or we change it and we run a marathon while we record the podcast. Ooh. Oh, oh that'd boy. Be good. That would I don't be... know if I could do the podcast now. <laughs> I don't think I could run the marathon. <laughs> yeah. I could do the podcast. <laughs> well, we'll send Chaney. Yeah, no, yeah, he'll do it. He's good. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. It's awesome to have you here. I know a lot of the the girls team and men's team are really excited to have you here um as one of their coaches and you you really bring a, a positive influence to everybody here so yeah thanks for coming on thanks for being uh, part of the athletic department and we appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me it was fun no longer the portland pilots podcast uh it took us a little bit of time but that's how we're going <laughs> that's how we're going